Welcome back to Green Cows Don't Fly and um, Green Room Cafe here with John as always. Hello. Ah, hello and how are you? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, I keep thinking of food. I always think of food. Don't, I don't eat much why. of it these days, but I was cooking. Oh, I love cooking. Well, and eating. Yeah, no, yeah. I just suddenly got into cooking for some strange reason. But you've always so done I tried a bit of cooking. this fish piler. Pardon, oh, I yeah. know, I must eat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> fish pie. <laughs> I Pray did tell. fish pie last night. Yeah. What was in it? And do say salmon, fish. Fish. Yeah. Salmon. And uh, actually, it's a Jamie Oliver recipe, it was. Oh, one right. of those um, one pan wonders or whatever. Oh, calls yeah. It. He's got a new show on, hasn't he? I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, and I got yet, it no. from that. And oh, it was right. really tasty. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it was good. It's very good. I'll yeah, I like a fish again. pie. I like a fish pie. It's nice. Sometimes the ring of changes, you know. I, uh, the what? The pardon? Ring the changes, because we normally say, what do you want for dinner? Don't know. What do you want for dinner? Don't know. <laughs> <Don't, laughs> you an imaginative family. Well, I'm, I'm, okay. well, dare I say it, I can rattle a reasonable pot and pan, you know. I'm a new man. <laughs> I can do more than a can of beans. <laughs> we just carry from the tin. On toast. Yes, oh, I, was I, went, I went to a, a, a friend, an acquaintance, let's put it that way, who wanted to be friends. Um, invited me and my half for dinner once. And she said, oh, my, my partner, he makes these wonderful curries. Really, really good curries. And, and we like a curry. Yeah. She said, oh, do you want to come down for a curry? And they're just not far from here, just, mm. you know, the 10-minute walk. So, all right, then. And um, so we went there and he started serving and everything. I said, oh, that's really nice. And I said, as a joke, what, what, what did you do? Open a sachet, pack it. He goes, <laughs> no, it was, um, it, it was a tin from Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, if you tell people that you're doing some really nice, mean curries, don't open a no. tin or glass jar. Make it from scratch. Don't make it from scratch. I mean, I think a lot. Of, this is the thing about a lot of men, you know, uh, coming through the times of when they started approaching the kitchen stove, <laughs> cut their teeth on curry, didn't they? Or spaghetti ball, spike ball, curry, and what's the other one? Chili. Those were the three yeah. staples. And of and course, steak. Yeah, breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, and of course, st- staking out your uh, claim around the barbecue. With your, your, your beer in your hand, and the women sit yeah. and talk about womenly things, and the men go, cooking food. Grr, grr, grr. Exactly. There's a few cliches, isn't there? It's a bit primeval, isn't it? <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> I make a good fire, and then, uh, um, look, I can't do fires now, I'm not allowed. Because, oh, right. you know, the well, men. Because you burnt the house down. I'm breaking the fire. Yeah. No, uh, but you burnt the shed down. All right, I thought it was part of your standing order, not your standing order, your your police order. You're not allowed to play with matches anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her near knives on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just he but he muscles in, so oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. do the fire anymore. And yeah, he he nearly burnt the shed down once. Oh right, well, it's a man thing, isn't it? Men make fire. <laughs> Roast but you know, I, I, as the woman, I was there and I knew it was going to happen. I already had the hose ready. <laughs> That's very pressing. Organised anything? Yeah. Oh, my mother set fire to the Christmas tree. Oh well, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> have real candles on it, did she? Yes, we do ah. have real candles on ah, it. Ah, of course. Well, that's very sort of Swiss, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then another dangerous. time she um, she let fireworks off in the house and that set fire to the carpet. <laughs> but, yeah, she's not to be trusted with matches. No, well, I can see where you get it from now, then. <laughs> well, hey, 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 I haven't set anything alight yet. Oh, right, OK, fair enough. Well, fair enough. I wonder if Brian set anything alight. Brian, have you set anything alight? I once burnt a theatre down with my stunning performance. Ha, ha, ha. 
I was so good they had to throw buckets of water over the audience. Do you know any Wagner? Is that the title? Yeah, that's the title. Do you know any Wagner? Do you know any Wagner? Okay. Wa- Wagner, Wagner. Does you know he want him? us to answer that, that, do you think? I don't know. The Ride of the Valkyrie and all that. Could be that. Is that Wagner? I, I think so, yeah. Tristan oh, well and Isolde. I would have known that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. I know a bit about it. I know if you go, if you go to a Wagner um, opera. No, it's not. It is opera. If you go to a Wagner opera. It takes. It's a bit like a test match we were talking about off mic. Takes about forever. <laughs> Go on forever. Yeah. Apparently, apparently. Anyway, anyway. Chapter fifteen. <clears throat> do you know any Wagner? No. Nor me. Well, you do actually. Oh yes, I do. Excuse me. Everybody knows that one. That's the right as well. I think actually. <laughs> <laughs> my singing, my musical efforts normally have that effect on people. <laughs> Right, if we'll get a start in a minute. Right, chapter 15. Do you know any Wagner? Right then, we can't stand around here gassing and gabbling. For there's a quest to be quested, and it needs quested quickly, says Grandolf. Yes, so you come along, Captain Cartano, and you... Oh, no, that's the young still, isn't it? Gone to the young still. Uh, oh, God, what is it? Oh, that's a loja, isn't it? Yes, so you come along, Captain Cartano, and you can please... I'm going to do <laughs> Can I get this done? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually we'll have a show. We will, oh yes, we'll carry on. Yes, so you come along, Captain Cartano. Can you please get a move on and turn the boat around? Says Alugia. I hope we can get it done and dusted by tea time, as I'm following a very good plot in Corrie at the moment. Says Christina. Can you not tape it? Says Crazel. Yeah, tape it, says Moonbeam. Aye, tape it, you know, on the old Betamax. They all exchange glances, as it seems Crazel is not only crap at maths, but he also seems to live sometime in the 1970s. Bit like you, isn't he? <laughs> it's a bit like me, yeah. I've still got a bean of Max. No, I haven't. If you mean recorded on my Sky Q, that's what I do. However, I like to watch it live. That way, I don't run the risk of having my enjoyment ruined by spoilers talking about it at Tesco's disease the next day. Says Pristina. By the way, other supermarkets are available. She might even have said it hotly, but Stephen King cautions against use of adverbs and speech tags, so we'll never know. <laughs> it's very pressing. <laughs> I think I saw something coming there. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Probably. must have done. Uh, you might I, want to fill our listeners in. Yeah, no, oh, no. There's been an argument about adverbs. Oh, yes, adverbs, yes, yes. Well, we, we inhabit another place and there's been talks about adverbs and uh, the when, <laughs> when's pertinent to use them and stuff like that. And when not. And when not. Uh, no time for this silly padding, for we must get on, says Grandolf. OK, everyone, hold tight when I turn this boat or galleon around, says Cartano. They all hold tight while he turns the boat around and soon see a harbour up ahead. But jagged rocks protruding from the water guard the entrance to it. Damn, I'm blast! What are we going to do now? <laughs> Says Bob, just to let us know he's still there, as after all, it's his planet they're meant to be saving. Leave this to me, I have an advanced galleon license, says Cartano. 
wonder how you do that. I wonder what you had to do to get that. Yeah, you have to take a boat out, a, a, a galleon with a galleon examiner. Yeah, and you probably have to do that night when he's very busy, but like the advanced driving test. Yeah, parallel parking of the galleon, you know, in the dark perhaps. Do you think there's a motorway still. bit that they have to go on? on yeah, there could be. And of course, there would be the practice. The um, there's two parts to the driving test now. Oh yeah, the theory and the theory, practical. That's one. Yeah, the yeah. word. I knew you'd have it. The theory. So you'd have to have a theory one. You'd have to know how to splice the main brace and stuff like that. <laughs> do you know in the theory test, the driving test? One of my questions was, why do you put windscreen wiper fluid into the thingy thingy jig in the windscreen wiper? To a prevent mold growth. <laughs> b to w- wipe away leaves in autumn. Mm. And C, to prevent the water, you know, the, the antifreeze thing, to yeah. prevent the uh, water from freezing. It's mold, isn't it? I mean, I don't know why anybody... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, you've failed. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, OK, so... Anyway. Yeah. Do you think the, the re- listeners still know what's going on? I haven't got a clue. Well, I'll, I'll have, have to, lost track because I've lost worry. track. I'll be editing this. I think we want to be five minutes in at the moment. We've got about a minute we can use of this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they're turning the boat around yes. so they can go and save okay, the planet. So, so let's pick up from here. Leave this to me. I have an advanced scallion license, says Cartano. He bounds up the stairs two at a time and appears on the poop deck. With deft skill, <laughs> he gives with deft skill he gives the boat's driver a karate chop to the throat and then takes the <laughs> ship's way. <laughs> Perspiration floods from his brow as he expertly guides the ship or boat or galleon through the secret narrow channel known only to him. It's a close call, and they nearly sink twice. But luckily they don't. <laughs> and presently, presently they find themselves docked up at the quay, or maybe keyed up at the dock. Well, that's very descriptive, that. Yeah, how can you nearly sink twice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe hit, maybe hit really two jagged rocks, perhaps. I don't know. Well done, Captain Cortano. You had me going there. We nearly sank twice. But luckily for us, you know your onions when it comes to driving a ship. Bravo, says Grandolf. Hi, so here we all are. What next? Says Crazel. Well, next, we must go to the island. Well, a <laughs> lily pad, actually, which is on a plinth, which is on a concrete platform, which is um, at the shore of a tiny island, which is on the Lake of the Seven Agonies, which is on a bigger island, which is in the sea between two continents on Holographia, a bit like an island on a lake on the Azores, actually. Says the youngest elder, again, whose name is Belinda, although no one seems to use it. I mean, that paragraph, that, you know, that is, that's a godsend, Classic. that is. God, godsend, that is. Got to be, be 60 or 70 words, you know, you don't have yeah. to write every week. Uh, like a quarter of a page, nearly. I think we should set ourselves a challenge to, to work it into every, every subsequent every episode. Because we'll have to do it in the past tense. Do you remember when we had to go to the island? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the end, that'll be the, that'll that be the epilogue. Island. That, that'll, that'll be the epilogue. Epilogue. They had to go to an island. <laughs> hey, where did those towering mountains come from? I hadn't noticed them when we were talking just now, says Moonbeam. They're the not-so-scary mountains, so-called because they aren't a bit scary. Thankfully, they aren't quite as scary as the scary mountains from Book One, explains Grandolf. Book One, the Questor's Guide to Saving It, the World That Is, <laughs> available from Amazon. At two ninety nine for the paperback and six ninety nine for the glorious hardback with the excellent. No, you're talking rubbish. The glorious paperback. Two ninety nine for the ebook. Yes. Six ninety nine for the paperback. Ah yes. Did I say? That's not what you said? I said totally you said wrong. Paperback then. and hardback. I don't know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> but 
you know. <laughs> but anyway, buy just it. look it up. Just look it up. Just buy it. But we all want the we want sort of uh, mountain retreat pads in the Swiss Alps. So you yes, know, that'd be come, quite nice. come on, get get your hand in your pocket. <laughs> Scary enough. By all accounts, I have heard terrible stories about awful things happening up there. Says Elodia, doing that thing with her eyes that people do to show the top of a tall object like a skyscraper or hill or something. Yes, but luckily there is a secret tunnel that I know that goes below them. So none of that sheety climbing and so on. No perils like cave, no perils like cave trolls or enhanced scales to encounter. These mountains will give us no butchers problemos, my amigos. Everybody follow me, <laughs> says Cartan. He leads them through the quaint and serenely picturesque harbour town to the very foot of the mountain, now rising steeply above them. Walking over to a completely innocuous boulder, he taps it three times with his rapier and mumbles something in Spanish. The boulder sort of shimmers a bit. Put my teeth in. <laughs> then, as if by magic, a golden door appears on the side of one mountain. Rummaging around in his tunic, he takes out a matching golden key and inserts the key in the lock, and the door swings open. Oxy-doxy, follow me, he says. He leads the way through the door and they follow him. The German guy, remember him, is bringing up the rear. And before they know it, they're on the other side of the not-so-scary mountains. That was easy. Wasn't it? Was, yes, Just it going was. through the tunnel? Yeah, I mean, Tolkien, when they were going through the mountains, I mean, he had a couple of chapters on that. You know, what's this? Three lines? Brevity. Yeah, they went through it and they arrived at the other end. Brevity, you know, simple. That's the way to write these things. I'm a bit disappointed, though. Yeah, I expected thought, something to happen to someone. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, we could have had that shouting scene that we had in book one. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, really. Yeah. Brian doing it. No offense, Brian. But we, you know, we could have a bit of fun with that. Uh, but anyway, you'll have to just read it and imagine it. Now, I expect with him bringing up the rear there, you thought something awful was going to happen to Jeremy Guy, didn't you? But no, we oh, did. He's still with them. They're all completely unharmed. Look at that forest. It is not good. <laughs> Says the German guy. <laughs> yes, and not good at all. For, my friends, before us now is the forest of the lost souls. A terrible place. I tell you this. If we all make it through, then it will be a miracle. Says Cartano. Shouting miracle for some reason at the end. With an expression of terror on his face. The dense forest stretches out before them as far as the eye can see. It exudes an air of pure malevolence, and the questers think as one. Do we not fancy this? But there is no escaping it. If the questers succeed, then they must traverse the evil forest. Is there no tunnel for us to go underneath us too? Says Crazel. Sorry, amigo. I am afraid not, says Cartano. Okay, now we go in. But on no account must you speak to the Bastardo Elves. Bastardo elves. <laughs> 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 she thought long and that's thought long and hard to create them. Bastardo. I wonder, wonder what they could be. Do you think they Bastard could be elves? elves? You know, instead of being good elves, they could be bastard. Elves. Bastard elves, obviously. <laughs> but bastardo elves. Who? Stammers moonbeam. The bastardo elves, evil spirits who inhabit the forest. They will try and entice you with their beautiful singing. In the words of the old song, sweet do they sing, yet deadly do they kill. Take it from me, do not talk to them, for to do so will mean sudden death, says Cartano, waggling a finger at them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good gesture of admonishment there. Don't. Mm. 
Taking a deep breath, they plunge into the outer line of the trees. Immediately, it's as if they've put on earmuffs. The trees seem to wrap around them, and the air is still. There are no sounds or echoes. It's like being inside a big, white, fluffy, giant ball of cotton wool or something. Lovely metaphor. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what the or something is. Except it's trees, and they're green, spiky and jaggy. The trees, that is. Not the questers. Then they hear it. Beautiful singing. At first, it's a long way off. Like as if you're on the tube and the person next to you has their earphones turned up too loud. But the deeper they get into the forest, the louder the singing becomes. Something like that, I suppose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best impression of a bastardo elf. Yeah, it's a bastardo elf. <laughs> Put a bit of echo on that, get away with it. Right, a uh, bit, like, bit like X Factor. Right, that is a group of Bastardo Wells. Now remember what Captain Cartano has told us. Under no circumstances must we engage in speech with them, says Grandolf, changing the script slightly. The singing becomes even more beautiful, swelling up into waves of wondrous melodies. Then through a gap in the trees, they see them. That's the questers who see the singers, or the Bastardo Wells. For yes, indeed, three beautiful females approach them. Clad in green shimmering gowns, their hair is blonde, and each wears a crown of golden ivy their eyes are hidden by it's <laughs> <laughs> so a clap you got through it <laughs> their eyes are hidden behind dark sunglasses while Chrysale's eyes are almost popping out of his head their feet seem clad in what looks like red DMs as all the while the volume of the scene increases from the hidden depths around them a chorus of other voices joins in likely more Bostardo Wells I shouldn't wonder the song rises to an exquisite long note before all falls silent. Fucking hell! We're on the shit here, folks, says Crizel, breaking the silence. One elf walks towards them with her arms outstretched. Scarper! shouts Cartano, running for a gap in the trees. They all follow them as best they can. It's a mad scramble as the foliage is so dense, but somehow they manage to get away from the terrible singers. Just for clarity, it's not their singing that's terrible. No, it's their intent. Their singing is fantastic, actually. Then something makes Grandolf look back. The German guy has not followed them into the mad dash. He's now walking towards three Bastardo Wells in some kind of crazy death wish daydream. Excuse me, Maitre. Do you know any Wagner? Says the German guy. Well, that was an interesting episode. It sure was. Bastardo Wells. Hmm. They nipped through a mountain in a tunnel. Yeah. Now they're stuck in a forest. <laughs> forest of lost souls on the run. Well, and the um, sounds like the German guy is going to be a lost soul. Don't like the sound of them. Sounds like he's going to be enveloped in the song. Mm. That's not a metaphor for something. I don't know what is. Could be in trouble. <laughs> Meanwhile. That leaves us with um, a horoscope. Yes, and that's, we've got an unusual one this week, haven't we? Yes, it's for a dog. <laughs> of course it is. Of course, even dogs have star signs, uh-huh. stars, you see. You to predict the future. And this one is for Peggy the Miniature Pincher. Ah, right. Right. So, Brian, will you do the honours, please? A horoscope for a dog? Really? Whatever happens to not working with animals and children? Horoscope for Peggy, the miniature pincher. This week, Saturn and Mars are conjunct in Sagittarius, 
I predict much fun with Steve, the postman. On Monday, you will nip off the tips of Steve's fingers when he posts the mail through the door. On Tuesday, you will chase Steve down the drive and bite his ankles. On Wednesday, Steve will throw the mail over the fence and you will chew up your owner's gas bill. Later, I predict an accident in the kitchen, but that's nothing to do with Steve. On Thursday, Steve will stop delivering to your house, but fret not, you will be kept entertained by the many interesting things on Rex's bottom. Be careful though, Rex is a Rottweiler. On Friday, Steve's replacement, Reg, will start to deliver to your house. Saturday, you'll chew off Reg's fingers. Sunday, there's no mail, but that doesn't matter. After a hard week you deserve lounging around on your owner's lap. Blimey, I wouldn't like to be Peggy's postie. Lose a hand a week. <laughs> but it looks like she's got a good week ahead anyway. Yeah, well, a miniature pinch, you see, they'll be a little bit aggravated. You know, the, the little ones are the yappy ones, aren't they? The ones that do tend to lift your hands off. Yeah, but the, often the smallest are the nastiest. They are, yeah, 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 definitely. Bitten by Jack Russell when I was yeah. running. And yes, they're uh, very, uh, of course, they're trained to do that. They're after rats and stuff like that, aren't they? I suppose, yeah. Not that I'm saying you're a rat, but you know what I mean. Compare me to a rat. <laughs> yes. <gasps> well, so before I insult you any further. you anymore. Before I insult you any further, I better you, buy you a cup of coffee and then we get out of here. Mm, cake as well. Okay, chocolate cake, by purchase. Yes, of course. I thought it might be. <laughs> all right, well, hope you enjoyed it all, listeners. <laughs> and we'll um, be back next week. We will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.